Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. this. Set apart. Would you say it with me? Set apart. I think that's the invitation that Jesus was giving when he said, hey, listen, I want you to receive the new level of life that I have for you. But in order for you to do that, you have to be flexible enough to live a life that's set apart and different to God. Because if I can learn to do that, I'll be open and I'll be more pliable and more flexible for the new things that God wants to do in my life in this new year. Amen, church? Let's start by looking at Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And I want to just read a very familiar verse in verse 1, but I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Version today because I just love the way that it breaks things down and it makes it easier for us to understand what the Apostle Paul is speaking to the church. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 in the Amplified. He said this, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent. I love how God doesn't ask us to leave our brains behind. Intelligent act of worship. See, Paul's saying, listen, Lakeshore Gastonia, in light of everything that God has done for you through Jesus Christ, in light of the new life that he's made available to you through the person of Jesus Christ, the least that we could do is to respond to that mercy of God by setting ourselves apart learning to dedicate ourselves to him, learning to live a life that is separate from the way we used to live and the way everybody else lives who don't have a relationship with him. Why? Because that's logical. It's intelligent. It's, it's the right thing to do. It's, it's the most sensible thing to do as an act of worship to God for all the mercies through Jesus that he's made available to us. If I had a subtitle for this series, it would be this. Living a consecrated life to God. Consecrated. Would you say that with me? Consecrated. Yeah, some people might not even know what that word is, but it's an important Bible word. And just because we don't know what Bible words are, doesn't mean we should just avoid them and never mention them. Here's another Bible word you might have heard, especially if you grew up in church. Sanctify. How many of you ever heard of sanctify, right? So you got consecrate, you got sanctify, you got set apart, and then there's one more in here. It's holy. Somebody say holy. All four of those words mean 
basically the same thing. They're synonymous with one another. It all has to do with us learning to receive the new things that God has for us by learning to live a life that's set apart to God. So the first thing I would ask is this. What is consecration? Or we could ask it this way. What does it mean to live a life set apart to God? Well, look at that portion in the middle of Romans 12.1 again in the Amplified. Notice what Paul says. Dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God. Could we read that together? Would you guys read it with me? Come on, ready? One, two, three, read. Dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God. The word holy, it's the word hagios in the Greek, H-A-G-I-O-S, hagios, and it simply means to be separated or dedicated. Set apart, dedicated, for a special purpose. That's what it means. That's what holy means. Resist the temptation to visualize that picture of Jesus where he's wearing the long, white, flowing robe and his hands are like this and he has a yellow glowing frisbee over his head. Resist the temptation, okay? that's, That's not what we're talking about. Okay, holy first isn't something you do. As a child of God, it's someone you are. You're set apart, you're holy. In scripture, these words consecrated, set apart, or holy, morally and spiritually speaking, they mean to be separated from sin and therefore consecrated or dedicated to God. How many of you ever heard the word sacred? Sacred. This is sacred to God. This is special. It's dedicated. It doesn't have first to do with what you do. It has first to do with who God's made you to be once you receive Jesus Christ. And I'm going to talk more about that. Here's a working definition for us. Consecration or living set apart is both. Listen, both. It's the both, the instantaneous work of God. And the lifelong process of giving myself to God. Think about the song. In the crushing and in the pressing, you're making new wine. Well, how do you get grape juice? How do you get wine? What do you got to do with the grapes? Come on. You got to crush them. You got you to press them. Have you ever felt like, especially in 2020, that there might have been a little crushing, a little pressing going on in our lives from time to time? God, through his spirit and his word and through the body, if we learn to set our lives apart for him, out of that crushing, out of that pressing, he'll bring this newness of life, this newness of relationship with him, if we learn to understand how to go with the flow and we learn how to become pliable like this new wineskin and give ourselves over to that process. 
So this consecration or being set apart, it's both. It's an instantaneous work of God, and it's a lifelong process of learning to give myself to God so that he can keep bringing forth that newness of life, that new wine, the process that he's working in your life. Have you ever felt like maybe you're on the potter's wheel and and God's squeezing and God's pressing and God's shaping and God's molding? Well, if, if we can understand that, and the purpose of that, then, then we'll learn to go with the flow and we'll reap so many benefits from what he's doing in our lives. I want you to know that God asks every one of his children to live a life set apart to him. He asks me, he asks you, he asks every Christian to consecrate themselves to God, to live holy to God, to set themselves apart to God. For example, in the Old Testament, in Joshua chapter 3, verse 5, let me just tell it to you. Joshua chapter 3, verse 5, in the uh, Amplified, it says, And Joshua said to the people, God's people, Sanctify yourselves. That is, separate yourselves for a special holy purpose. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. Somebody say sanctify. Come on, sanctify. Big Bible word. It means to consecrate. It means to prepare. It means to dedicate. It means to be holy. It means to be separate. So Joshua is the new leader and God wants to do some amazing things for his people. He's promised them the promised land. He's got to take them past the river and the river's overflowing. It looks impossible to cross, it looks impossible for God's people to experience the new life and the promises in the promised land. And the very first thing God says to Joshua, listen, Joshua, tell my people to set themselves apart, to consecrate themselves, to to sanctify themselves. Why? Because tomorrow I'm going to do wonderful things among them. Why is that connected? I think it's connected because God wants to do new things in your life in 2021. He wants to do new things in his people's lives this year. But the importance of making a decision to say, hey, I'm going to set myself apart. I'm going to consecrate myself. I'm going I'm to spend time and I'm going to think about my relationship with God. I'm going to think about where I was before I came into a relationship with God. They were in slavery in Egypt. He's saying, I want you to think about where you were before I called you to myself. I want you to think about our relationship. I want you to think about the fact that uh, I'm going to give you life. I've got promises for you. I want you to think about the fact that you're dedicated to me and that you're going to serve me and you're going to live for me when you begin to experience all the wonderful things and the promises. You know, the wonderful things and the promises of God can really mess us up if we don't know that we need to set ourselves apart. And so that's what God was telling them. Listen, tell my people to make a conscious decision, a logical decision in light of all that I've done and in light of all that I want to do and all the promises I've made. Take time before you cross over to sanctify yourself, to set yourself apart. Now, listen, if there's ever been a time when God's people, that's you and me, if there's ever been a time when we need to make a decision to live a life that's set apart to God, it's today, 2021. How many of you are glad 2020 is over? I was until the first week of 2021. 
And it just seems like everything's intensified. All the riots on Capitol Hill and the senseless murders and all of the people that are pushing and pushing and pushing for earthly kingdoms instead of and above the heavenly kingdom that Christians should be pursuing and be dedicated to. Amen? I mean, everything's just crazy. It seems like uh, we're going to have people in government, president, vice president, and all of the governing body that are very liberal. That's a concern for me, but I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to get in fear. I'm going to keep praying, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. I'm not going to lose my mind, right? No matter who's president, Jesus is still king. If there's ever been a time, COVID's still out there. Forced vaccinations? Who knows? Things are tightening up. People got their own ideas. Still a lot of uh, uncertainty concerning uh, our economics. Uh, Political divide, like full contact, no holds bars. Social justice, not biblical. Not a biblical perspective of social justice. Social gospel. Social gospel is prevalent in our time today. If there is a hell, you probably won't go there because God loves everybody. And there's a lot of churches. I'm not thinking of anybody in particular, but there's a lot of people, a lot of Christians who just uh, believe that uh, you could just receive Jesus now and live any way you want because God just accepts everybody the way you live now. And uh, you, you just, everybody rests in peace. You know, that's not true. Not everybody rests in peace. I'm just being honest. So we want to be a people that is set apart and our, our roots are in the word of God. Um, we, we've got a lot of racial divides still. We've got rioting. Listen, I love people. God loves people, all people. But we've got a lot of agendas that are working to redefine marriage. Oh, Jesus didn't talk about that. No, he did. He said, let no man tear apart what God has established. Didn't he say that? What was he referring to? Adam and Eve. Genesis. He established marriage between a man and a woman, a husband and a wife. There's a lot of push to kind of do away with that. And we love everybody. But we're supposed to live a life that's set apart, right? Gender redefinitions, gender renaming, gender erasing. I, I, don't, I don't subscribe to either one. There's some people who hold that opinion of themselves. There's a lot of stuff going on, and we love everybody, and God loves everybody, but as a Christian... I've got to be rooted in the truth of God's word, not in the world's philosophical approach to spirituality. Amen? Amen. And we need to live set apart. How about the prayer that was offered in the U.S. Congress? It ended like this. We ask this in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths, amen, and a woman. 
That just happened this week or last week. What does that mean? A monotheistic God. That's a one God. And then he says Brahma. What's Brahma? Brahma is a Hindu God. He gave a prayer. And at the beginning, it sounded great. We need your favor, God. We need your love. We need your help. We need your blessing. And in the name of Brahma, that's a Hindu God, church, known by many names, and that God too. And then he says, by many different faiths. So we're all in this together. Whatever you believe, it's okay. Just pray out there. Amen and a woman. That was in our U.S. Capitol building. If there's ever been a time, church, where you and I need to know where we stand, to live set apart, it's today. Amen? I'm saying that with as much love as I can. 2 Corinthians 6, 17 says this. God's speaking through the apostle. He says, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. What do you mean, Pastor Robert? If, if, if I've got some areas in my life that aren't perfect, God's not going to receive me? No, that's not what it means. Keep this in mind. He's talking to the church. He's saying, listen, I want you to separate your life from the rest of the way the world lives. Make a distinction in who you're living for. That's me, right? And as you're doing that, as you're walking that process out in your life, the more you're going to experience me working in your life and bringing that new wine that I want to bring to your life. It's another level of experiencing God. The more that we live a life that's separate from the way everybody else lives outside of a relationship with God. And I'll just say this very graciously. Uh, just because you know Christians, that doesn't necessarily mean that they understand and they lay hold of what we're talking about right now and what we're going to talk about the next few weeks. Just because they're a Christian and they say, I believe in Jesus Christ, it doesn't necessarily mean that they've made a decision to live a life set apart to God. A lot of people make the prayer and they gain access to heaven, but between now and then, they just kind of live any way they want to. That's not what God's wanting from us. Amen. That's not what God is asking us to do. Let me give you a practical practical example of set apart. We just lost, I'm from, I'm from Los Angeles County, California, okay? And we just lost a, a Hall of Fame manager. Have you, have you ever heard of Tommy Lasorda? Tommy Lasorda passed away the last few days, 93 years old. Uh, I've, I've been to a lot of Dodger games. We get excited to see Tommy Lasorda and Ron Say and Davey Lopes and Man, all of those Dodger players when I was growing up. When I was a kid, I played on the Dodgers. I was 10 years old. I played on the Dodgers. I played third base, and I was number 10. That was Ron Say. And I was excited about that. Um, in, in baseball, they have a, a batter who goes fourth. Does anybody know what that batter or that hitter is designated as? Say it. Cleanup hitter. So this cleanup hitter usually had the most power and he was very dependable. And when their bases were loaded or there were people on the base, the cleanup hitter would come up and it would be his job to clean up the bases so that they could score some runs. Are you with me? Say I'm with you. Okay. So that cleanup hitter 
was set apart. He was designated. He was a dedicated batter for that spot. He had a very special purpose in the lineup for the batters on the baseball team. And it's kind of like that in our relationship with God. Every single one of you has been set apart for a very special purpose. You've been dedicated to God. And he wants for us to understand that more and more and what that means and how we step into that. Why does God want me to live a life set apart? Here's your first fill in the blank, letter A. God wants me to live a life set apart to him because I belong to him. That's a fundamental foundation of you and I living a life set apart to God. I belong to God. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, For you were bought at a price. Who knows what the price was that was paid? What, what was the price? Anybody know? It starts with a B. The blood, the precious blood of Jesus. He says, you were bought at a price. Therefore, because of that, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which belong to you to do whatever you want to do, whenever you want, however you want to do it. Is that what it says? No, that's not what it says. It says, which are God's. So the very first thing I got to know is, God wants me to live a life set apart to him is because I belong to him. Second, fill in the blank, letter B. God wants me to live a life set apart to him because he loves me and wants to work deep and wide in my life. Would you guys say that whole sentence with me? Come on. God wants me to live a life set apart to him because he loves me and he wants to work deep and wide in my life. The Bible says that the riches of God are deep. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit reveals the deep things of God to God's people. The Bible says as we're meditating on God's word, we're like trees planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. The, the, the connection there is that a tree planted has got roots that go deep and, and they're drawing from the word and they're drawing from the spirit. As a matter of fact, our senior pastor, Gil, has a sense from the Lord that a theme for this year, 2021, is that, that God wants to go deep and wide in our lives. He, he wants to work deeply in your life transforming you and shaping you and, and, and drawing you into a deeper and more intimate relationship with him. And he wants that to impact you deeply personally. And as it does, we're believing that that begins to go wider and wider and wider, impacting my life at different levels, my family, my workplace, my community. God wants for his work to go deep and wide in your life. He wants you to share it with people around you so that others might know him through your life. See, listen to this. In the Old Testament, sacrifices were set apart for God by being placed on the altar. And in offering something to God, the person was giving up their ownership of that item. Instead, now it belonged to God to be used by him to his satisfaction and for his purpose. Today, when we consecrate ourselves to the Lord, listen, we become living sacrifices. 
And this means we put our lives completely in his hands. And before we consecrated ourselves, our life was for the pursuit of our own goals, our own satisfaction, our own purposes. Now, it's supposed to be lived for him. Pastor Robert, are you saying that uh, I have to give up my life and what I want to do and live for God? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we get to. We get to. There are huge, huge benefits connected to the Christian, man or woman, boy or girl, who realizes when I live a life that's set apart for God and to God, dedicated, consecrated, sanctified, holy for him, for his purpose. When I make a decision to do that and place my life, my whole life as a living sacrifice in his hands, there are benefits, there are blessings, there are rewards connected to that decision. Let me give you the first one if you're taking notes. Benefits of living set apart to God. Number one, living set apart leads me in God's way. Will you say that with me? Living set apart leads me in God's way. You might not think that's a big deal, but it is a big deal. Uh, The Bible says in Proverbs 14, 12, there is a way, a path, a road, a direction, a course. There is a way that seems right to a person, but its end is destruction. Have you ever used a GPS, whether it's on your phone or one of those ones that you buy that's designated just for that, and, and you were following it? As stupid as it was. I mean, I was following it. And it got me to the destination. And it was a vacant lot. Ever, ever happened to you before? I'm like, this is not the way I was planning to go. This is not where I wanted to end up. This is not even close to what I'm looking for. I don't know how that happened. There are people who live life that way. They're going away, a course, a road, a path, and it just ends up at a vacant lot, dead end, a brick wall, nowhere, no life. There's some Christians who don't understand the significance of this because they don't understand what it means to live a life set apart for God, so they just stay on their own way, never experiencing what God has for them. See, before we got saved, it was so natural to take our own way, our own road, our own course, make our own decisions. We choose our own direction for our own life. But after we get saved, God wants us to walk in his way. He wants us to be led by his spirit. He wants us to follow his word, his direction, his course. Listen, but if I don't give myself to him, how can I know his way? If I don't give myself to God, if I don't make a conscious decision to live a life set apart to God, how can God lead me in his way? See, this isn't automatic just because I'm a Christian. The more I give myself over to God, the more I'm enabled to walk in God's way, his leading, his spirit. 
God wants to lead you into some wonderful places, into wonderful experiences in 2021 and in the rest of your life. And the starting point, you know, when you got your phone, Google Maps, you got to type in the address or you got you to say, hey, Lakeshore Gastonia. And then it finds it and it maps you in. Starting point for you and I is, I got to say, Lord, I'm making a conscious decision this year, right now, today, to live a life set apart to you. And when you do that, you can't see it on your phone. But in the spirit, God just goes. And he locks some things in for you. And day by day by day, he leads you. He guides you by his word, by his spirit, by the body, into the way that he has for you. That's a huge benefit. You and I don't want to be like one of those little pinballs in a pinball machine that's just bouncing all over the bumpers, going nowhere. And that's possible. There are people who live that way. I lived that way for the first few years in my relationship with God. I bounced from one job to the next. This manager doesn't know nothing. That manager doesn't recognize me. This manager's, and this guy, I don't know where he came from. And so I would just go from one job. I was a Christian. Never prayed, never asked God, never received any counsel. I just went in my own way. Frustrating, empty, purposeless. I've been at Lakeshore for 15 years. How'd that happen? Doesn't mean that Lakeshore is perfect. Doesn't mean that sometimes I haven't felt like going my own way. But I'm locked into God's GPS. I'm being led by the Spirit. I'm being led by His Word. I'm being led by His truth. And I want to go in God's way. Can somebody say amen? Benefit number two. Living set apart enables me to grow. Come on, say it with me. Living set apart enables me to grow. I want to read... Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. I think we'll only have uh, verse 13 up there, but let me give us a running start, okay? If, by the way, if, if you want to know, like, in a nutshell, what's the point of the body of Christ, of church? What's the point? What's the goal? Right here. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Did you all know I was a gift to you? Some of you are like, ah, uh, that's a go back. Look at verse 12. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do God's work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Pause. So part of my responsibility is to equip. The word equip is like two sides to one coin, okay? The first side, really, really close to God's heart, is to help a person find wholeness and health in their relationship with God. That's so important to God. That's more important than anything you'll ever do for God in the church family. And I, and I want to apologize if you've ever been to a church that put the doing before who God wanted to be in your life. Because that's putting the cart before the horse. It's just backwards. And this word equip means 
He, he wants you to find a recovered wholeness, a restoration. It, it, it's used of mending nets and, and setting bones, this word equip. And as we're being made whole in this process of being set apart to God, then he helps us to find our unique place in the body and the giftings that he's uniquely designed us to flow in. And we do that with efficiency and we do that with effectiveness by the power of his Holy Spirit. So part of the responsibility of the pastor is to equip God's people for God's work so that the body, the family is built up in Christ. Look at verse 13. Notice this. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord. Measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Somebody say mature. Listen, church. When you get saved, your spirit born. Spirit born. You're born again by the Holy Spirit. And now, God wants you to become spirit formed. And the thing that takes someone from being spirit born, a baby in the spirituals, to being spirit formed is this word maturing or growth. And it is very possible for you and I to accept Christ as their Savior and go to heaven when we pass from this life to the next and not really mature and grow, spiritually speaking. You could be 25 years old, 40 years old, coming down the aisle and, and you're still wearing your spiritual huggies. Your pampers. Making a mess of your life and, and other people's lives. But, but I want you to know that living set apart enables me to grow. Amen. The word mature uh, means to be complete or perfect. It comes from the Greek word telos, T-E-L-O-S, and it means an end, an end, or of full age. It's speaking of a son, the daughter of God, who is maturing with the Lord, allowing the Holy Spirit and the Word and the family to work in them Christ-likeness through this pressing, through this crushing, through this shaping, through this consecration, through this sanctifying, through this holiness that God is working in me, and I'm becoming mature, more and more like Christ in my character and in my conduct. Amen. Any kind of healthy life needs the right environment to grow. Would you agree with that? Amen. To grow healthy. Setting ourselves apart and surrendering every part of myself to him creates the best environment for the divine life of God in me to grow. Did you know that spiritual growth will protect you and I from the deception and the lies and the pain that the enemy wants to cause in our lives. I mean, the Bible's clear. The, the devil only comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's the only reason he comes. And the more mature, the more we grow, the more we are able to recognize his deception, 
his lies, his scheming, his ways, and we're able to wage things spiritually and understand, no, 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 that's not where I'm headed because I've made a decision to live a life set apart to God, dedicated. I think this is another really practical example so we can understand set apart. When, when, a, when a man and a woman come to the altar and they exchange their wedding vows, the man goes from being a groom to becoming a husband. And, and the bride goes from being a bride to becoming his wife. And they both understand, or at least they should, if they've got some good biblical premarital counseling. Amen? They should understand, okay, once I say I do, in a big sense, I am setting myself apart for my wife. Amen. And she is coming to the understanding, I'm setting myself apart. I'm consecrating myself. I'm, I'm giving myself. I'm dedicating myself to my husband. Now, naturally speaking, we understand that. And we also understand if the husband goes outside of the wedding vows and he has an extra marital affair that brings deep pain. And in many cases, if not most, very, very sad consequences. And we don't really think about that in a relationship with Jesus. But when I receive Jesus... That exchange includes me setting myself apart to him and giving myself to him and dedicating my life to him. As a matter of fact, the Bible calls Jesus the groom and we're called the bride of Christ. Amen. He set himself apart for us and now he's asking you and I to set ourselves apart for him. When you do that, it puts you on a pathway to grow spiritually. If you withhold yourself from that, just like a natural relationship between a husband and a wife would suffer, and you don't grow in that relationship, so is the case in our relationship with God. So you can keep coming to services, and you'll go to heaven, and God loves you, but you don't experience this growth and this blessing of growing in a relationship with Christ and allowing that transformation to take place in your life. If you're with me, say, come on, hurry up, Pastor Robert. Let's get to point three. Amen. <laughs> Number three, write it down. Living set apart will lead me into God's blessings. Plural. Come on, say it with me. Living set apart will lead me into God's blessings. Look at Ephesians 1.3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's not referring to the blessings that are waiting for you when you go to heaven. Heavenly places means the unseen realm of spiritual activity and action that's going on right now that you can't see with your natural eyes. When, when you got saved, when you came into the family of God, the blessing of God was pronounced on your life. All of these spiritual blessings of God were put into your spiritual account. 
knowing who you are in Christ, living in the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit, learning and receiving his promises, living in his victory over Satan, etc., etc., etc. Living a life set apart or consecration is like a door. To, to enter a building, we have to go through a door. If we don't go through the door, no matter the blessing on the other side, we can't enjoy or participate in it. Consecration or setting myself apart to God is the door for us to enter through to enjoy some of the riches of God's salvation on this side of heaven. When we give ourselves to the Lord, he will lead us in our experience, keyword, into the enjoyment of the rich blessings of God's full salvation. So it's like a door. If I don't make a decision to set myself apart, to consecrate my life, to see myself as holy before the Lord, he did that for me when I got saved. He said, I'm setting you apart. I've made you holy. I've consecrated you. I've sanctified you. That's the immediate work of God. Now, by my own volition, my own will, my own heart, I'm making a decision to walk consciously day by day with a mindset that says, I'm living my life set apart to God. I'm separating myself from that stuff and I'm giving myself to him. When you and I do that, these blessings begin to happen. You begin to walk in his way. You begin to experience spiritual growth. And you begin to experience the blessings of your heavenly father. Because you've made a decision to set your life apart to him. Have you been blessed by God's word this morning? Go ahead and stand your feet as we close in prayer. Personally, there are many times in my life where living set apart, not as many as there used to be, but there are still some. It's painful. Have you ever just felt like you want to do your own thing and not have to be concerned about how the Holy Spirit is saying, yeah, no, you shouldn't do that. That's not the right way to go. That's not the right thing to do. And this shaping process can be painful at times. But listen, how many of you ever heard this? No pain, no, no gain. You all have heard it before. It's like that in our relationship with God. So would you just bow your heads as we close in prayer this morning? Father, we thank you this morning for your presence. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you have set us apart. You have called us your own. You have, by your grace and by your love, said we are yours. And we belong to you. So, Lord God, I pray that you would help us by the power of the Holy Spirit to understand the significance of why you want us to live set apart. We're your children, we're your sons and your daughters. And I pray that you would help us to understand that there are benefits connected to living a life set apart to you. Holy Spirit, this second Sunday in 2021, we ask that you would empower us, you would enable us. You're so good at helping us as we give ourselves to you today fresh and anew. 
We pray that you would help us to live a life set apart to God. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.